Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in wonderful radio land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live on this, a lovely Saturday morning in the month of August. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me as always, the man, the myth, the host with the most, Mr. Honest Abe himself. Good morning. Hello, hello. Ooh, I sound good today. Oh. I uh, feel like I'm sounding good. Definitely. Whatever you do with the sound, it works on my end. Hey. Good job, Colin. Well done, boys. Uh-huh. We, we did our best. We did what we could, yes. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to do what we can here on this, the uh, 17th of August. Dude, years are flying by. It's almost gone. I know. Wow. Crazy. What are you going to do? Um, What can we do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just seems like it, it goes even faster the older we get. Well, I've been saying for almost nine years now, I was trying to figure out what happened in September of 2010, so... I still don't know. Yeah. I, my my theory is your 20s is about the last time in your life where time kind of functions normal. Mm-hmm. From 30 to 40, it's literally a blink of an eye. That's when you go like from, hey, I'm single, having fun, and all of a sudden I'm married, I got four kids, and like, what happened? Yeah. And then it's like just you, you've come around the bend in the horse race after you hit 40, and it's like, you know, you're coming around the turn. Yeah, and it's all over from here. Yeah. And we're... It's all down. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Uh, anyway, Jonas Santana, Blackbird Cigars. He'll be here for our Meet Your Maker segment today. Uh, Any relation also, to Carlos Santana? I don't know, but we can ask him. It'd be cool if it was. Yeah, I mean, I can ask him how he feels about the smooth and Rob Thomas and everything else, and <laughs> them being left off the best songs of the 1999 list. But uh, also, Evan Darnell from the Red Meat Lovers Club. Apparently, we are oh, so looking forward to every time he comes in. Yeah, uh, because well, he, he told goes, me he texted me yesterday. He don't eat breakfast. Oh, yeah. The last time I was here, I had my first taste of eggs. You missed it. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was in, was that Chicago? Uh, yes, I believe it was. Stuck in Chicago? You were stuck in Chicago, and I had my first ever It was very eggs. strange being stuck in Chicago on a canceled flight in the summer. Yeah, how did they do I mean, <laughs> I was it the whole 737 thing? Or? They, they, we got the text like three days prior to our mm-hmm. flight. Uh, your flight's been canceled. That was nice of them. What the f*** going yeah. on here? So it was a little bit weird. Yeah, how did they do that? I, I really was hoping Paul would be here today. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I got like a I, this was this was a hell of a week for me. Mm-hmm. And but hold on, I can I can add that uh, I can add this graphic here. Well, Paul? No, I can add the uh, graphic of what you're going to do next. Oh, you you know what I'm going to do? Yes. Next? Well, you told me about it yesterday. Oh, okay. You're well, going to get on a box. Yeah, I'm going to get on a soapbox. You're going to get on a soapbox. Yeah. So, so here we go. We have the soapbox camera. Soapbox alert. Now, uh, soapbox now they're live alert. on the screen. So, my wife got ill Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, had, you know, I had to deal with Monday myself, mm-hmm. which was the first day of school. For all four kids. Yeah, for all four. Well, for everybody in the state almost. All right. I mean, yeah, but yeah, all four of my kids. Mm-hmm. And 
I got one daughter going to a new school, the other three going to another school, and and and, and let me just tell you something. I don't know what's happened in this country, mm-hmm. but school has just gotten stupid. I mean, you're probably never going to have to experience this. I, I really hope I never have to experience with this. offspring. Yeah, um, you know, let's get really lucky, but. I don't um, think luck is the thing we want to go with there. That is the opposite of what we're going for here. Unless somebody gets I, really drunk. Um, I don't think, no, no, no. Not even getting really drunk. It's just getting really unlucky, I think, is what we're going with here. But, but I mean, first off, school has become for the parents, first day of school. They're dressing their kids up like a fashion show. Matching outfits, all decked out. I mean, dude, it's absurd. No, your your kids don't go to schools with uniforms or anything like that. Uh, well, Petra now goes to uh, a school of the arts here mm-hmm. in, in Palm Beach, so she's like at this new school. There's not even a dress code. I mean, they mm-hmm. have like limitations to how bad you could dress, but you could wear right. whatever you want. You know, um, they, they, they don't they have, have guidelines. Like, like minimal yeah, guidelines. they have minimum guidelines. Yes. That we're going with. Yeah. Now nope. the other ones have some kind of uniform or some kind of code, but not mm-hmm. a uniform too, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, no, no, I'm talking about, like, they're Gucci'd out, they're matching Gucci socks up to their knees. I mean, the, the the stuff that you're seeing is absurd, right? So, first off, and nobody just lets their kids go to school. I, I just went to school my first day of school, right? So, I'm taking my daughter. I, 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 I just got put, like, in front of a bus and, like, here, get on this bus we, we didn't and then go. We put in front of the bus. I had to walk to the bus stop every morning. Yeah. You know, first day of school, just another day. Yeah. No, dude, this is, like, a big statewide event. All right, so so I'm taking my daughter because she goes to one county school for the arts. Mm-hmm. There's like designated stops like throughout the area, so I had to drive her a little bit to get to the bus stop, mm-hmm. which is in the driveway of a development. In the driveway of a development, yeah, like the entryway where you come up to the gates. Yeah, th- that's like the bus stop for like twenty or thirty kids. All of them going to the same place or going to different places. Well, here's the fun of it. So I mm-hmm. pu- I, I enter this big entryway and there's like twelve cars parked. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, this must be it. I don't know. This is the first year my daughter's going to school. My wife hasn't told me much, and she's been hospitalized, so mm-hmm. she's not you know, telling me a lot, so I don't know what's going on. So I tap on this window. I'm like, um, excuse me, is this for Bach? And I was like, oh, no, no, this is King's Academy. Oh, so they have multiple school stops in front of this place. Okay. And but her son knew right away. He says, no, no, it's it's further down the entryway is, is the box. Well, how you. long is this entryway? <laughs> it's a big development. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, there's another one. So I get back in the car and I keep going down the little curves to the entryway, and I come across a slew of cars, twenty some cars. I said, this has got to be it. So I park behind it. Guy parks behind me, gets out, and he's like, he looks at me, goes, "Hey, is this?" And I right away said, "I'm in the same boat as you, buddy. I have no idea." <laughs> you and I here are right? guys that we are. We don't know what's going on. So we don't know why we're here. So. I, I, I pull up, I pull up, and uh, we start walking forward, and the first car's got this woman and her son in there, right? Yeah. So I tap on the glass, she rolls down the window, and you know, I'm like, uh, ex- excuse me, I just want to make sure, is is this for Bach? And the woman goes, yes, yes. Now the guy jumps in and goes, are, are you guessing like us, or do you know? She goes, oh, no, 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 we know my son went to Bach last year, we live in this community. Okay. So I'm like. Why are all your cars parked I, here? I said, I said, you live in this community? And she's like, yes. I said, and, and why Why are you waiting outside? Well, well, it's the first week of school. You know, I said, well, can 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 we just, like, drop our kids off? And why is everybody waiting in these cars? Can't we just drop the car? I got three other kids. They got to get to school. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, maybe next week I'll do it. But I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. You're doing to, that, but can I do this? I go back to my car. I say, Petra, get out. This is your stop. 
30 people all waiting with their kids. No one's letting their kids go. They are waiting there to hand walk them on the bus. And this woman lives in this community. Now she says her son, hey, get out, go walk to the bus stop. And this is this is rampant everywhere in Florida. Now wait, this gets better. Oh my. So how does this get better? Oh, because I drive to the school because I gotta drop off the other three. Right. Because the VPK kid can't he's not allowed to take the bus yet. Right. Right? So he actually has to be dropped off. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to make my other two girls take the bus when they're going to the same school. I got to take the kid. They you already have to make the trek, so why? Yeah, and they won't let yeah. they won't let the monstrous four year old mm-hmm. who's about as big as his you know seven year old sister ride the bus. So I so I take all three of them. Luckily, the preschool line or whatever it is is a really short thing, easy to get in and out. So, but when I get in there, I'm not kidding. I'm like, uh, is there a Super Bowl going on here? There are cars parked along the side of the road, Lake Worth Road, yeah. up and down the street, both sides of the street, up and down the street, on top of each other, on bushes. Now, you say to yourself, what are these cars doing there? Anyway, I'm talking like a mile out from the school. A mile from the... Wait, th- oh, over half a mile. They're parked. They're not just in the street. You, you know how there's a sidewalk? Yes. And then there's grass between yeah. the sidewalk and the street? I'm aware. They're parallel parked. All up and down, both sides of the road. Parked. Yeah, yeah. A mile down. Almost a mile down away from the Are school. Are you kidding Wait, me? Come on, both ways, before and after the school. What? What do you think these people are parked for? There's a school, there's a There's a, There's a. a line to drop them off, a car line. Uh-huh. You know, what do you think they're there for? I have no idea. They're walking their kids to the classroom for the first day of school. What? What? <laughs> I, I was blown away this week. I was traumatized by Monday. I was, I, re- I was ready to go admit myself in the hospital with my wife. Uh, They're walking. Uh, They're as, li- a, as a kindergartner, I can remember my mother just literally said, okay, get on this bus. Go to, get, get on. And that's it. My parents went to school, actually entered the building mm-hmm. twice a year. Parent-teacher conferences, and they didn't want to go to that. I'm telling you. They, they were lined up, and they're walking. It was like a mass exodus. And I'm seeing myself like, what, what are they doing? Am I, is there something going on? No, they're just walking into my school. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just, this woman lives in a development, and she's driving her son to the bus stop at the gate of their development? I really hope that she lives like 20 seconds from the gate, and she did that. And I, Dude, I and, and the paperwork. Dude, I've signed less paperwork buying homes mm-hmm. then you have to sign and read and do stuff you know the school system now listen i guess it's one extreme to another when we were growing up our parents didn't do anything like there was zero involvement in school my parents didn't know what was going on right right unless you got your report card then you that got a problem it. or you got that, in trouble and that something was, happened that yeah. was the barometer of what we did all year absolutely dude they make the parents work like a full-time job. The stuff that you got to sign, read, take home, sign for the next day, check report, check this, make sure your daughter did it. It's insane. It's insane. If my dad had to do that when we were growing up. He would have taken you out of school? Yeah, he would have to fuck school. Go to work. Yeah. Come on to work. We're taking you to work. There's no school for you. J- j- just go to work. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. You'll, you'll learn more here than you'll learn there than the school, me dealing with all this paperwork. The yeah. school system. I mean, listen, I've had my little quirks about school. Like, mm. I'm shocked my kids don't have gym. You, wait, wait, what? We, we, I've talked about this on the air. See, if Paul was here, he would be telling me I'm getting on a tangent right now. Wait, I don't remember this. Okay, yes. They like, don't have gym. My my oldest, who's like in sixth grade, will now have like a normal gym, right? Uh-huh. But when they went to the school they were going to now, like yeah. last year, the year before, 
I was traumatized when I found out that gym class insist, it consisted of paper, scissors, rock. I'm sorry, what now? You must be out of your damn mind. They've done paper, scissors, rock. They will sit down and talk about like your favorite movies. Oh, yeah, there's no like seasons. Dude, as far back as I can remember, first grade. We were playing floor hockey in the gym. We were doing kickball. We were doing, uh, and then we, as soon as we got to second or two. Dodgeball. Yeah, we, we had, stuff on the scooters. You could, right? the four-wheel scooter things. Oh, yeah. You're going to break your arm probably. I forgot time. about those things. Oh, yeah. What were those little things? Push scooter things. The yeah. square things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. For, dude, I completely forgot about that until you just said it. Mm-hmm. That little square thing with oh, the four yeah. wheels. That never really rode straight either. No, of course not. Oh, that's absolutely not. Hilarious. No, you had to bear, trying to hold on and right. trying to push yourself and kick what yourself. What did they use that for? I, we just pushed them around, and then occasionally they were like, we throw a big ball in. Was there a sport in. with there was that? A, there was a ball involved too occasionally. Oh man, yeah. But they don't do that. And we used to have seasons. I remember like during football season, we played flag football. During basketball season, they taught us basketball. During occasionally, season. like occasionally, like in March, it's like we're going to bring out all the gymnastic equipment. Yes. Now you're going to play on the parallel bars we had and whatever. Gymnastics yes. and all that stuff. You're going to play on the gymnastic stuff now. I remember. Remember the presidential awards? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when you had mm-hmm. to do the little testing the presidential the setup? Fiz- yeah. Uh, yeah. Go I like it. Now, Go I, now, I got a cousin out wait, of California. Wait, wait, wait. They've gotten rid of the presidential fitness thing? <laughs> I don't know, but it's how, not we, how are we? How are we talking about this? We're constantly talking about how obese our society is getting. Listen, man. That I, was why it was created originally. I guess you weren't here when I had this whole... This no, whole I about, don't think I was. Yeah, the whole system, the whole school system has become an utter ridiculous joke. Teachers, everything, the whole process, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. But, yeah, the first day of school, uh, there are a lot of parents with issues. I mean, really. I mean, like, people I, have been talking about helicopter parents for, like, like at least 10-plus years now. What's helicopter parents? Basically, parents that are, like, literally watching as their kid goes into school, and they're sitting at the window watching the kid what in the window. They're watching the kid through the classroom door, like... Oh, is my kid being behaving? Is my kid doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. What there was an entire Simpsons episode about it too, about helicopter parenting and how people are becoming helicopter parents where they never go away and they just always are on top of the children, whatever it is they're doing and ex- everything they, else that's going see, on. My daughters had to walk to the front of my community, all three of them. My daughters, no, not my son. My daughters had to walk all, all three of them to the commu- uh, front of our community mm-hmm. and took a bus all last year. Yeah. Bus dropped them off. They walked home. There are people who live in my community. Mm-hmm. And okay, look from my where I live, which is pretty much the back end of it to the front gate. It's a ten minute walk. Yeah, but okay, yeah, about, you've been yeah. to my house. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not it's not close. It's not by any means. It's not far. a long way. It's not even a half a mile. No, definitely okay. not. So it's a quarter of a mile at least. Okay, so there are parents that drive their kid to the stop in the morning and sit with them until the bus gets there, and then. Their cars there waiting for them. I'm thinking, oh, they got to go somewhere. No, they pick them up and then drive into the community to take them home. Paging common sense. I, I, I don't get it. This is why everybody's growing up so soft and so pathetic and so weak. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. I don't even know where to go from here because... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was my week. First day of school blues. School, first week of school blues, literally. And here, most people are always like, hey, look, we could just send our kids back to school now. And it's like, I don't know how to get them there. I tell you what, though, I don't know if it's a South Florida thing or mm-hmm. not. But, like, you know, when I get to the school, I, the other two girls, they go mm-hmm. to wherever they got to go. But my son, I got to sit there and wait another 15 minutes until they let him in and I have to sign him in. Mm-hmm. So, like, for this whole week, like, in the morning, I'm sitting around waiting with my son with a bunch of other moms and their sons or mm-hmm. daughters to get in. I don't know if it's me or it's just Florida. I don't remember moms being so hot.
It's a lot of hot moms out there. Well, the I got to tell you, you do live in uh, a I, uh, hot mom area. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of good-looking moms out there Once in again, South Florida. Holy I, cow. I don't want to go back to this or bring up a previous topic or go off on a tangent again, but that's one of the reasons you go to the Whole Foods bar. You, you know, you know I, I, I tell you what, I, I got a new thing for like hanging out now with, with the moms at school, you know, yeah. because then I look like that hero tickle, dad, tickle, too. Tickle. You know, <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I look like one of those hero dads. Yeah. Oh, look at that dad. He's so involved. Mm-hmm. No, my, my, my wife's just in the hospital, but you know, but yeah, I mean, there, there was a bunch of hot moms. Moms are getting, I mean, they're good looking. Very uh, impressed. Yeah. Very okay. impressed. I don't remember any of my friend's mom. There was like one friend that had that hot mom growing up. I'm trying to remember if I had a friend with a yeah, hot mom. Did you have one, Colin? Yeah, everybody had that yeah. hot friend who had a mom. Brenda. <laughs> I knew the he name right off the name. bat. Everybody has their friend uh, as a hot mom, but yeah. And did uh, your friend get mocked notoriously for it? Yeah, by all the uh, coaching staff and everybody. We uh, she showed the practice one day football practice. Mm, mm. Coaches loved her. <laughs> the coaches loved her. What, what, what grade Even was this? Even the coaches level? loved her. This would have been, I think, sophomore year. So JV when he when she showed up. In nothing prior to sophomore year of hot moms. Yeah. No, nah. huh. I'd have friends. <laughs> that was probably as old enough as where you can remember it, yeah, recognize it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember ever having a friend with a hot mom, unfortunately. Oh, I had a few. I had a couple. Yeah, you had the hot moms. You had the cool moms. You had the old. There was definitely nice the cool moms. moms. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's a slew of them. But there was always that one like hot mom that all the other guys talked about mm-hmm. but never say anything in front of that kid whose mom it was you right? just can't right wow. it's the unwritten right? rule you all be talking smack about his mom and you're like oh hi mrs johnson you, know, you never oh, say nothing weird thing is, in front of your buddy yeah i saw her like when i was uh maybe like 22 at a bar by herself oh, and i thought go, about it did you go for it i thought about it oh dude that's like being ultimate fantasy why do you that's like movie it? material right yeah. there wow. yeah i actually had a girlfriend at the time too was thinking about a little uh, you know, threesome action how did you not do that i'm so disappointed I have no cojones. Oh my god! <laughs> so disappointed. Uh, hot, hot moms and hot teachers too. Never had a hot teacher. I had two. Uh, two pretty. I mean, I don't know if they were hot, but I'll say I had a crush on them. My standards might have been a little bit less back then. Well, I mean, when I was like in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. My standards might have been a little well, lower. You, you didn't really know what your standards were at that point yeah. in your development, so I that makes sense. I remember one time I was asked to come in early before the bell for something. I won't even say the name just in case some of my old grammar school friends are listening. That we, we know they have in the past. But yeah, I was like, oh, and I, 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 I was up all night fantasizing about it. I thought she was actually going to like, like try to go for something. Uh-huh. Woke up in the morning, showered, got all dressed, threw a little cologne on, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I walked in and gave me like a whole lecture on how I have to be a better leader and <laughs> how I set how I set an example for the rest of the students and my my antics weren't. A positive influence. Wow. Yeah, I was actually up all night like fantasizing about it. That's yep. just a dream crusher right there. Yes, yes. And that, children, is why we shouldn't fantasize about uh, your teachers. <laughs> yes, don't do that. Also, just say no to drugs. This is what we're saying here right. on KMA Talk Radio today. Oh, it's going to be a fun and exciting show. First time guest. I love when we have first time guests. I know. I don't, love it. I have so many questions. First time guest. I don't know where to even begin with this guest. Well, we'll begin with question number one. And, of course, Evan Darnell is, uh, I can actually see him through the window preparing oh, things. Oh, yeah. Is he's, he here? He's here. He's over there. He's uh, nice. just this. He's over there by the table. I can see him in the background. Nice. He threw some tinfoil away a moment ago. 
All right. So Good stuff. Uh, we might have to bring him in early. Just, <laughs> just to eat? Just to eat. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will bring on uh, Jonas Santana of Blackbird Cigars. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, a robust and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman, this cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. And it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up, be different, and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Kristoff. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Kristoff.com and click on the Discover Your Kristoff tab to find the Kristoff cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Kristoff. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged. In bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sungrown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double-Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Hey, this is Clay from La Plena Cigar Company. My likes and dislikes, long walks in the park, old-school gangster films, wrestling grizzly bears with Abe. Dislikes, smelly feet, flight attendants with an attitude, and Friday afternoon traffic. What I know you will like is the La Polina family of fine cigars, such as Mr. Sam, Bronze Label, and our highly rated classic series. But let's not forget the limited edition Goldie. Quality forever. La Polina Cigars. Placencia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placencia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continue the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Placencia Cigars, perfected for more than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdaris Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. My Way. And our latest creation, Oscar Valdaris Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. 
Keep the party going all week long at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, enjoy $3 premium drinks from the bar till midnight. Magnum Mondays means $100 Magnums of Belvedere and Moet Brut until midnight. Get your thrills every $10 Tuesday with $10 dances all day and night. Ladies, don't miss Women Crush Wednesdays with half off your cover charge. No matter the time of day, it's always a good time at Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. Uh, Honest Dave is attempting to adjust the thermostat. Ah, okay, we'll... We'll, uh, we'll we'll sweat it out. We're sweating to the oldies right now, and uh, we'll, we'll make it through. Wasn't that like a workout video? Yes, sweating to the with um, Richard uh, Simmons. Yes, Richard yes, Simmons. Richard Simmons. Yes, who apparently has fallen off like the world. Why? Uh, apparently, he had uh, like he's taken. Did a, he get fat? No, he didn't oh. get fat. But like he's like ill, and people are worried about him. And there was a whole article about him really? like a year ago. Oh yeah. Didn't even hear about it. Yeah, people were. It was a minor thing because obviously he's kind of not as famous as he was now. Are you saying he's not relevant? That's just so not nice. I don't know. I mean, can anybody could still support that kind of a perm? Is relevant, man. I mean, nobody really wants to wear those short shorts anymore. Also, that's (laughs) wait. Did anybody ever really want to wear those short shorts? Uh, Not anybody in their right mind. Not in their right mind, anyway. So (laughs) we're obviously definitely got that going for us. Uh, Anyway, we are now pleased to. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Richard Simmons got you excited. No, it did not. That's what it was. He started talking about short shorts. Richard Simmons' short shorts, he got all excited. That's what it was. Yeah, definitely lost the thought as I'm trying to direct the entire show. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely what it's all about. <laughs> anyway, it's time for what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. In the midst of uncertainty in the cigar industry, new brands are few and far between. But Jonas Santana had a calling, and he could not quite uh, keep quiet any longer. I thus told Black you to read it, I did. Thus, I looked at it. I was like, "Thus, keep quiet any longer." The, there was a word missing, and I saw I that. I told you that before you read I, it. I literally and read you it still before. No, 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 I literally tried to figure out what it was trying to be. But you didn't figure it out before you went on the air? I just saw it like 20 seconds ago. I told you during the break. I read it, I read it during the intro. Read the opening line. I There's did. some wrong word in there. Yeah. The figures. Adam why do I, why do I bother, going to say. Why do I bother helping or telling anybody anything? I literally read the opening line. Like, yeah, I just read it. There's something wrong there. There's a word missing. Why don't you read it and make sure you're familiar with it? Before we go on the air, what does he do? Mm, yeah, I got it. Kite, uh, kite longer. Gotcha. It's okay. I had to out you out on that. That's fantastic. I tried to fix it. I did my best. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Jonas Santana of uh, Blackbird Cigars, welcome to KMA Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you. How What's you guys up, doing? my man Jonas? What up? What up? Came all the way up from Miami? Yeah. Well, you're a young fella. Yeah. How old are you, Jonas? 29. 29, making your own cigars. And did you decide that I'm doing something wrong with my life, that I need to get into the cigar industry? I actually have seven years in the business. Well, tell us, how did you get in the business? I used to be with another company. Um, I prefer not to say the name right now. It's but okay. I was um, working in a very recognizable brand. I was the sales manager. 
But everything began in the factory, let's just say it that way. Now, now, you're from where originally? Dominican Republic. Okay, do you mm -hmm. still live there? No. Were you born here in Miami? No, no, I, I, I was born there. Okay, when did you come to Florida? Almost four years ago. Okay, when you came, what did you come to do? Cigars. Were you doing cigars in the Dominican? Yes, I was at the factory. Okay, were you working as what? I was working as a marketing and graphic designer. Oh, so you got graphic design background. Yeah. Okay, uh, and, and, and you were working for the company in their Dominican offices? Yes, correct. Because I'm sure they had Florida offices, no? Yeah, they okay. did too. So you were working in Dominican, and then what happened that you decided to get up and leave and come to Florida? Just well, time to do your own thing? It was a job opportunity with them still, with the operations here. Oh, so, it's the same company. They just wanted to move you to Florida. Yeah, the factory and the distribution center. Right. Mm -hmm. So they told me, it's open. You want to come? I always wanted to come. Oh. So I just decided. Not married? Yeah. Oh, you're married? Yeah. Kids? Not yet. I'm practicing. Oh, wait, I was going <laughs> I I to ask how your first week of school went. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you got a lot to look forward to. Um, so, so was your wife okay about getting up and uh, moving to the United States? Well, I got to meet with her again. Once I got here. Oh, so she was already here. Yeah, she uh, was already here. Oh, this is like a love story. I didn't know we were going to have a love story. I didn't know. Actually, didn't I know, know her since high school. Then we just... High school sweetheart. Or what? high school acquaintance. I was with, did, did you, I was did, with did, her. Did she not friend. give you the time of day in your, high school? Or was it just one of your many notches in high school? Mm. Uh, we tried something a little bit <laughs> back in the years, and then we just took different paths, and then we got to get again. Now, what brought her here to the United States? Family. Okay, so she had family here already. Yeah. Now, was she working in the cigar business or no? No. Okay. So when you came here, did you know where she was or did you run into her on accident? The thing is we have uh, friends. That they knew each other. Reliables, right? Okay. We just met in different parties and then we just got. Nice. How long How long before you got married? Mm, almost two years. Two years. Okay. That, that That's like the, that's like my minimum threshold I advise all young people. It takes about Two years to kind of see most of the shades of ugly that you need to see of somebody. So you should really, like, hold it out. You get to really know somebody. I mean, I went a little bit longer, but I think in two years you can cover most of the bases. Understood. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So now you, you're working for a company, and then what happens that leads you to decide to leave and, and, and create your own brand? We have uh, different mentalities of making business. Let's just say it that way. Let's just say I had to hustle as much as I can because... I came from the bottom. The other person already had things with the father. It's not the same thing. Right. So in order to keep the friendship, I decided to just move forward. Are you guys still friends? Actually, no. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's, a, it's, a common, it's a common occurrence, unfortunately, in this industry when people work together and they split up. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. So, so you started your own company called Blackbird Cigars? Yeah. Now, are you making your own cigars? I have my own factory. You have your own factory. I'm going to assume you have your own factory. You have your own factory right now. Yeah. Did Did you have it when you started, or when did you get it? No, because the other company used to make my my first cigar, which was the Crow. Okay, so so when you when you when you left to make your own brand, you were still having your former people that you work with make the cigar for you. I tried to keep having the cigars from them, right? But the problems it didn't work. But at the end of the day, God knows why they do everything. Right. God knows why something happens. Because I had to move and take advantage of whatever is happening to me so I can have a master blender on my side now. So who's the master blender that's on your side now? 
Y the name is Juan Peña, Papo el Caballo, like Papo the Horse. I know, yeah. That's a, okay, interesting name. Father of the Horse? Is Papo Papa or Papo something else? Papo. What's Papo mean? Just a nickname. Just a nickname. Papo of the Horse. So, I, and where did he come from? Who, who was he with? I met him at the other company. Oh, okay. So he, okay, so he left and came uh. along with you. He left four years ago. I left a year ago. Okay, so he had already left. Had he, had he been doing anything after he left or... He was doing uh, the factory that we are right now. He okay. was doing something, trying to make it happen. And the thing is, he was the one that teach me the cigars seven years ago. Right. When I got to the other company, I told him, look, I'm going to be your best friend. And I'm going to be here at least one hour or 30 minutes before my work shift. So you can teach me everything you can. So that's how everything I got the knowledge. Then I started traveling here, bringing sales to the company. So I already went to 30 states. So I'm always traveling. If you ask me where I live, I don't even know anymore. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> Out of the suitcase is what you're going that's, with. It's rough. <laughs> Does your wife travel with you? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, well, that's good. It's easier when you don't have the kids, so. Yeah, it's easier. Um, so you have a factory now. What part of the Dominican Republic is your factory in? Tamboril. Oh, so it's in Tamboril. And how many pairs do you guys have working in the factory? Um, It's four. Five, five. Okay. We're five now. Okay. Now, and, and, and are you just making your cigars in this factory, or are they rolling other cigars in the factory? Just mine and some private labels that we're making. Uh, yeah, out of your out of your own factory. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and how'd you come up with the name Blackbird? Everything started with the crow. The thing is... Okay, so you made you made your first cigar that you made was called the crow. What was the crow? And where did that come from? How'd you come up with that? All right. The thing is, I know in the industry, there's a lot of people that have family traditions from years and years. I don't really have that. So I, I was a guy with the marketing. I love the cigars, and I love traveling and meeting new people like I'm meeting you right now. So I say, I really need to penetrate the market with something that is very attached for the American market. So when you see the eagle, it's a symbol for the Americans. But I'm not an American, so I need something that is a bird. But I think when I... But this, that's the way I thought about it. And let me tell you. And then... Um, Two years ago, you know, Maduro cigars are selling more and more and more. So I say, I need a dark bird called the crow. So I need something with one syllable, only one pronunciation, crow, easy to remember. Then I need, one day I'm going to spread out the line. I need to see what the family they have. So then I got to see that I have the raven. Then I have hey, the let rook. Me see it. Let me see that. You see something that I changed the name right there is unkind because I had... A little issue that now turned out well. Everything makes sense. Crow, then raven, and now it's unkind, means flock of ravens. Then rook, then jackdaw. Even with the colors, the first three colors was the crow, the unkind, and the rook. When you mix, blue and red is purple. That's why my purple is my medium body cigar, because the raven is shorter version than the crow. The crow is a little bigger. Why is red and black? Because crow is black, and sometimes red eyes, red and black. The rook, why is blue? Because when the sunlight hits the feather of the rook, it's kind of blue. And why is purple? Because when the sunlight hits the feather of the raven, it's kind of purple. All right, well, you thought a lot about this. You put a lot of effort into thinking. Are the, are the cigars any good? Can you check my Instagram? Can I check his Insta I don't do Instagram, I'm sorry. Let me tell Can you. I check your Instagram? That is not one of the that, that? that is like the most random thing I've heard some I, listen, that's, ever, a, that's, that's a KMA first. That can is a KMA my, first. Can you check Are the cigars Instagram? any good? 
Check my Instagram. That's great. Hear it first the thing is, on um, KMA Talk Radio. Tell us about tell us about some of these cigars. So Jagdo, just to finish with the names. Oh, we Jagdo, didn't go through them all. I'm sorry. The Jagdo is the European crap. The European Can I open crop. this? I already did. I should. That's yours. I should. I brought I one for you. I should, one for my. I, oh, I should have asked right. first. I ripped this wide open. Can I open this? Yes. I want to get the cigars out of the tube so we can see what the cigars look like. So the Jagdo is actually the European crow. That's why I'm making my Connecticut cigar. So then, when I was on the streets, people were asking me if I had Dominican Puro. So I had to make a Dominican bird cuckoo, which is 90% Dominican. Did you say cuckoo? Cuckoo. A it, cuckoo. And a, that's a Dominican bird? It's a Dominican bird. Okay. It's you guys a, have it here, too. We like do? A, it's not like a cuckoo bird. There's a bird we have called a cuckoo bird. It's pretty similar. Okay. And the finch is just the first cigar in the morning when you're not a Connecticut person or just the lady, your wife, that wants to smoke with you something. Oh, hold on. Uh, there we go. That's the finch. Adam's, Adam, Adam, Adam normally doesn't work the cameras. It's Paul, so he's trying to multitask here. Wow. There you go. And it's like Paul's here in person. Thank you, Colin. Great, wow. Good job. Now, is this one of every line you make? Yes. This all is all, this the whole line? This is the whole line. Okay. So and then I have six... like two bundles and a barber pole. Okay, so well, that's have, my premium. So you have six six cigars in this series, okay? Now, oh, that looks. Is the Jack Draw Connecticut? Yeah, that okay. is Connecticut. Mild to medium. So the Blackbird, well, the Finch is not. That's not Connecticut. Was it Habano? That's Sumatra. Sumatra, okay. Mild. There you go. Just a little bit of hints of white pepper. So they all they all distinctively different wrappers. Yeah. From That's a Colorado? That's a Colorado. Yeah. Gotta love the name Rook. Classic card game. One of my favorites. Are you a Rook player? Nope. Oh. I was asking you, you Rook oh, player? Yeah. Okay. No, used to be, but now, now, you have to have friends to do that. No, this no, one no. this one on the side you have Kubra. Kubra rapper, Brazilian seed. Okay. It's not a term I hear often in this industry, Kubra. You know, if you, no, no, no. It's not very common. I think uh, one of the guys that really work with it is the son of Henry Keller. <laughs> oh, Enki. Yes. Keller, yes. Yeah. Henry Keller works a lot with the Cuba rapper. And that's out of Brazil. That's a Brazil. Is, is it a Maduro? They they say it's a Criollo seed grown in Brazil, so they call it Cuba. Okay. I believe it's, it's, it's a dark looking seed, but it doesn't it doesn't look Maduro. No. It, you know, it, it looks dark though. It has this a one's very, a Maduro. I could tell right away. That's yeah. a San Andreas. Rapper. Yeah, San Andreas. There you go. You can't miss that. Well. There we go. The Kubra is it's my hot it's my top selling right now because of the very distinctive flavor that it has. The, the unkind. Yeah. Really. That's the one. I got a lot of interesting cigars to smoke this weekend. So actually, after I got all of those names, I say, all right, what's going to be my company name? So I got to Blackbird, and then I say, I need a slogan. I need something motivational. So I I put can clean my wings. Well, where where did you get all this marketing background from? My marketing? Yeah. <laughs> you seem to have good marketing, and you seem to, you seem to, a lot of people get in this industry, I mean, you know, my, in, in my well, opinion. And a lot of them don't put a lot of thought into everything they're doing, and you seem to be they're, someone who thought a lot about right. all the aspects of creating a company, building the it, brand. It takes time. And having an identity. And It's yeah. very common for people to get in this industry when they're new, and because what drives them in the, in, in the, to get in the industry is their extreme passion that, oh, I love cigars. I want to make the best cigar ever, right? And they don't put much thought into it. Well, okay, how am I going to get my message out yeah. there? Mm -hmm. How am I going to market myself so that exactly. people will be willing to try my new cigar? 
And you seem to have have thought a lot about. It. Do you have a background? Did you study it marketing, or is it just a natural? Yeah, I have, talent my, you have? I have my degree in marketing in Dominican Republic. Really, but I think that's not enough. You 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 always need to keep reading. You always need to pay attention to the industry that you're going to be. Cigars is not easy at all. There's a lot of brands out there. A lot of brands. There's out there. a lot of brands that they claim to say that they have a factory when they don't. There's a yeah, lot of lies. That's common. That's oh, a lot of yeah. things. There's a lot of things. So, during my, like, I was traveling, but I still do it. Two weeks out of a month. And the thing is, I'm a young guy listening to people order than me all the single day. Every single day. So, they teach me what I don't read. Like, something that is not in the book. They teach me what is not in the book. Because I'm just listening. God give you one mouth, two years. Just listen. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Did your father used to tell you that? My mom. I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. God gave you one month, but two years. You should listen more. Oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. And now you know. So, oh, boy. It's going on a sign somewhere in the office. I think I'm going to make that T-shirt. Yeah. God <laughs> gave you one mouth in two years. You should spend more time listening than talking. That is correct. Or just, here's a card. You have one mouth in two years. <laughs> just do what it says. That's it. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. We both forget wow. about that. Listen, it's very funny because I was the same way. I, I was... um. Very young when I got in the cigar business, when I got into the real retail side of it, I was 26. Mm -hmm. And I had just moved to Florida, and I really only knew one person here. So all the friends that I was making here in Jupiter, Florida, were all 40, 50, 60-year-old successful businessmen who are older, wiser, smarter, had already done life, you know more in life. And I learned a lot just listening to those group of guys every day in the cigar shop at 26 years old, right? But these were my friends. I mean, we used to have a regular uh, Wednesday night poker game. Every Wednesday, we'd play poker in my house. Me, and it'd be about like eight guys from the shop. We'd rotate. Some guys would make it. Some guys wouldn't, you know, eight or ten guys. And I remember, I'm 26. I'm looking around. I said, wow. And they're like, what? What's the matter? I said, I'm just looking at you guys. I said, holy cow, who am I going to play cards with in 30 years? You guys all be on oxygen tanks, you know, or whatever. And we were laughing because I was so relatively young. So, yeah, you remind me of uh, that's the kind of way I was when I first got into this industry. Yeah, that's the way it is, man. You make a cigar, not only for you. What? How, how, where smoking is going to be with no customers? No, I always tell the people. So you sell cigars for their customers, yep. not for you. I, I have an argument. I had an argument actually yesterday morning because one of the guys in my lounge likes to play some thrash rock metal. And I'm in my office, and I can hear the lounge music. And it's like I, I have this argument. With, the music is not for you. I really don't care what you want to hear or what you like. You need to play cigar lounge music the customers want to hear. The TVs aren't for you. You're not there to watch whatever sporting event that you want to watch or whatever, and they, they don't get it. You know? yeah, it's yeah. an atmosphere dedicated for cigar smokers, and that's the way we, we handle things. That's just the way it is. Now, do these come in multiple sizes, too? Um, two sizes, 54 by 6 or 50 by 5, but the Crow and the Okine also comes in a 60 by 7. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that was that was the first two. The first two, but the other ones are limited to two SKUs. For two now. sizes versus a brand. And your marketing slogan was, can't clip my wings. Don't let nobody clip your wings, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, on point. Did you, like, research a whole, like, bird sound effects this weekend? This week? <laughs> Look at you, on apparently. Point. Apparently. Apparently, that's what's going and, on. And you know, there's a lot of, let's say, old school looking bands because back in the days, every the guys that really smoked cigars was, let's say, old fashioned in a way. But I believe and the only way you can really penetrate the market, you have to be something very different, 
You need to market yourself differently. You need to present your product differently because how can you really take somebody that smoked Arturo Fuente for years to really smoke your stuff when his problem is not money? Or Davidov, his problem is not money. Padron, his problem is not money. So in order for him to really take a decision to see what's up with you, you need to show something very different. And actually, and not only it's not only my mentality. I have a graphic designer which is better than me. He draws everything from scratch. I have my brother that I ha he has a lot of knowledge, like managing business. And I have the master blender that Does has your brother work with you in the company? Yeah, he's my okay. partner. Okay, I did not know. Okay. And the master Is he older or younger brother? He's older. Okay. Who has seniority? Who's what? Who who's higher? Who 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 gets the final word? Right now we have a final decision that is whatever you do, you need to tell me, whatever I don't need to tell you. Well, okay, well listen, I'm married with my wife. I have the same arrangement, but I lose a lot. Okay, so she gets her way more than more so than I do. Who who has the who have you guys are fifty fifty partners? 50 equal? 50. Okay, who wins more fights? Who wins more arguments? Can be him. It can be. But the thing well, is, because listen, culturally, where we come from, because my family's Middle Eastern and, and and Latin and Latin and South American, kind of have the same mentality, right? The older brother usually, you know, the most of the time, right? yeah, you got to pay homage and respect to your older brother. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, he's kind of the older brother. That's the way culturally we are. I mean, my dad would put up stuff from his older brother would never say nothing growing up, and he because he had partners with it was his brother, and he would come home all mad. He'd be mad, but he would never say nothing to his brother, man. He wouldn't say nothing. We'd, we'd hear it in the house, <laughs> right. but he'd never say nothing to his older brother. So, uh, yeah, I was just wondering if, if, that, if that, you know, you have the same... Uh, it sometimes. was the way we were raised. But the thing is, when he knows I know something more than him... He's he smart enough to admit it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way my dad was, too. Yeah. My dad wouldn't admit it, but he would stop arguing with you, which meant that he knew that you may have had a point. That's what he would do. See, he would know, never say you're right. He would no, no, just no. stop arguing. But my father had the exact same thing. If you made the right point, it's like, okay. And then just would never, just would stop talking. Yeah, he would just stop talking. Just he stop just, talking. The, not, and then that's how you knew the argument was over. Yep. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess I won. That's funny. It that's funny. Happens. So what is your, now who's in charge of working on the, the blends? Are you both involved in it? My master blender, and I have the final decision in the, Blends. So what's your brother's responsibility? What is he doing? I'm sorry, what is your brother's name? Vladimir Santana. Oh, there you go. And, and what is Vladimir? That's Vladimir. a very Latino name. That's not a Latino name. Right I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say, I mean, what? Where did Vladimir come from? My father. He just liked the name? He was, what was the guy that came? G. Vladimir Lenin? Who was the guy? Somebody like a president of a country. I don't remember. Vladimir? Was, yeah. no, was it Lenin? Was e. Lenin G. Vladimir Lenin, something like that. Somebody very famous. Yeah. You know, they didn't have too much knowledge. Do you call him Vlad? Do you call him Vlad the Impaler? You don't see Vladimir. In the States, some, some guys, yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. What do you call him? when You what, what, you say Vladimir? I say blah, with no D. Vlah. 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 Like blah, blah, blah. That's funny. Blah. <laughs> blah. That's funny. When you go there, you, you know you are really more than family. Yeah, right? Now, is it just you two, or you have other siblings? I have another one, but he's a half-brother. He's a half brother. Oh, my so, father. And, and, and he has nothing to do with the business. No, no, he's a baby. Oh, he's young. Okay. So, what, what does Vladimir do? What's his responsibilities? 
uh, all the business just counting transactions. The money? Counting the money? No, not really, man. He really. <laughs> he he. Let's say he tried to put everything everything together until it runs. Right. And then he moved forward. Okay, he's an operations guy. He's a businessman. He's an operations guy. Exactly. He's an operations guy. Does, does he go around traveling the country or no? No. No. He will do because he want to learn more and more. Okay, that's good. Wow. Gotta have parts of that, absolutely. Now, this was your first year at a trade show, yeah? That is correct. How did you, how did, what did you think about the IPCPR slash PCA? Well, what I think. Now, I heard you had a stellar booth. Did you, I mean, I, 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 there were some comments and, 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 uh, you know, stuff I've read that you had a very, very impressive booth. What, what, what did your booth look like? I think it was simple, but the thing is the designs were very crazy. Like, my graphic designer really killed it in that one. Um, but the thing is... How many booths did you have? Uh, 20 by 10. That's what I have. So two booths. Yeah, two, two booths. Two booths. Yeah. So um, it's still an expensive expensive process for you to go through, yeah? Yeah. Even, even with a 20 by 10 booth, it still costs a lot of money to load up. Put a bit. There's a lot of things involved. You know that. Yeah, there's a lot there's of expenses, a, yeah. The flights, yep. the accommodations... But the good thing is I, I rent an Airbnb, two-floor house, and when I did the math, man, I saved like 4K. Sure, sure, sure. Because the hotels, you know, if mm -hmm. you do yeah, 250 nine, right. a nine per person, whatever. And then you're using the mini bar, and you're using room service. Oh, yeah, hotels rack it up fast. Mm -hmm. so we, we're eating breakfast at the house. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. So don't so, worry. So um, what was your take on your first trade show? Well, I was not it's, really. It's tough for a small new company on their first show. Were you were you in a good area or did they bury you somewhere? No, I took the area that I wanted. Really? Very you're lucky. Close to the food court. Everybody needs to eat. Uh, Everybody needs to eat. But okay, but that, that's where they put a lot of the new guys though, way yeah. in the back. Because I'll be honest with you, I never eat in the food court. If I go, I never use one of my tickets. I, I you know, I just never do. Every time I have, I've regretted it. But how many people are like you? No. I'm, well, yeah, I mean, you're you have right. a different mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, in the beginning, I did because you know, every, saving every dime mattered. You know, when I had one store, two stores, and I was going, man, saving every dime mattered. But like now, I'm in Vegas, I'm going out to lunch. Things I'm going, to, yeah, I'm going to find me a lunch somewhere that's good. You know, let's you not bring up the times we were in New Orleans. Oh, oh that, that was some of the best. That oh, was some God. of the best IPCPR lunches we probably had. Ever. Oh. We were going to lunch every day. All right, where are we going today for lunch? Let's go. Because <laughs> it was all pretty much walking distance too. Oh, yeah. We were able to get good food. That's true. So, That's, so tell can me, we go back to New Orleans, please? PCA. I, I liked New Orleans. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I know a lot of people don't like it. I had no problems with New Orleans. It was great. I, I it enjoyed was wonderful. It. So I, once I've asked him the question three times, we never give an opportunity to answer. Um, we got good three minutes, four minutes. So yeah. what? How? What? Tell us about your first PCA experience. What were you surprised by? What didn't you expect? And what were problems that you know you didn't really you know anticipate? I feel very confident, but something that I was not I was not expecting was getting into the German market, the European market. Yeah, the European market. So they already got the. They the came. First. They came to you at the trade show. They came to me. Okay. Really. So wow. the thing is, I got to understand really. I think, excuse me, I think that Europe is getting more and more into non-traditional Cuban cigars. Yes. You know, when I first got in this industry, you know, and I didn't really understand it, maybe even before I got in this industry, if I went overseas, I'm like, oh, what do you mean? You don't have Ashton? How do you not have Ashton? How do you not, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Because they they're just for the longest time have been stuck on, hey, we only deal with Cuban cigars. And I think through social media, 
to the blogverse, people reading about fan groups, fan pages. People in Europe now are getting very excited about trying brands that traditionally they would never see or, or get. And we have people on all the time who are always telling us about how big Dortmund is and how yeah. they've moved into the market. It's like our, our inter- international shipping has gone up exponentially in the last three years. Yes, I mean exponentially, huge. So, so you were expecting, not expecting to get into Europe. So that was a nice perk of the trade show. Yeah, and the thing is. They also invited me to go to the Intertabac event, yes. and we decided to say, hey, we're going to go next year because we have too much back orders. Right. Yesterday, I received my, my shipment was 50,000 cigars, so something that is new, you know, right. that's not very common. And, and you only have, what, would you say, four or five pairs? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot of rollers either, so yeah, you, mm-hmm. they got to be working a lot. And the thing is, you depends on on third parties, let's just say, Bucks Factory. Right, right. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things. The packaging is always harder to get done right than the cigars, believe it or not. You know, there's always somebody letting you down. The cigars you got mostly control of because they're your rollers, your tobacco. You got control of it, but when you start dealing with the band companies, the box companies, Uh, that's always where the headache involves. Yeah, 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 sure. So the thing is, um, I got to really understand something very common that happened to me when I was working at the other company. So when you're visiting shops throughout the country, there's a lot of cigar shops owner. That tells you. But the thing is, nobody asked me for your cigars. Why do I really need to carry them? And I really understand what happened. So the first guys that you need to reach is not the owner. Who, who's told it's you, the consumer. Who's told you this? I just learned it. Okay, because that's, that's like my standard slogan when people come <laughs> in my shop. You know, they hand me this cigar. They say, here, try it. You know, tell me what you think. And a lot of times I won't try it on purpose. Why don't you want to try it? Because it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It, I tell this all the time to people who come in my store. I, it doesn't matter. I could think it's the best cigar in the world, but if my customers don't want it, it doesn't work on my store. It doesn't work on a shelf. That's right. People, people think we run museums, right? Oh, we're going to put it on display and put a nice light nope. on it and shine it and make it look pretty. I don't run a museum. Business make money. I mean, I, it's got to go. People got to come it. in. And if the consumers don't. Honestly, I, I probably wouldn't smoke half of what's in my humidor right now. It's just not my taste. You know, but That's fine. my customers want it. They like it. I bought in brands. And I said, man, this brand is never going to sell. <laughs> Nobody's buying this cigar because I would never smoke it. And But people would come in and start asking for it. And i say, okay, well, get it. And all of a sudden, it starts selling. So the retailers who don't run their business that way make mistakes because there are retailers in this country who are like, well, I don't like that cigar. I won't buy it. I, see, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for that. I won't deal with that product. It's not about what you want. You're in retail. You're in retail. Absolutely. That's another great lesson here from the classic mind of Honest Abe. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Evan Darnell and more with you. Uh, Jonas, keep it lit. You're listening to (laughs) KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. You ever plunk down hard-earned cash for a cigar? You're hoping you just bought yourself a nice drive through taste town. Only discover you're in the slow lane with a clunker. That sucks. Say goodbye to bad rides. Test drive an Alec Bradley cigar today. At Alec Bradley, they get it. Whether we're talking about life or cigars, 
It's all about the ride. Fuel your soul and experience inspiration with the Aging Room Quattro Series by Rafael Nodal. More than just a master blender, but the inspired composer of four boutique masterpieces for the sophisticated palate of an aficionado. The Aging Room Quattro Series are a perfect core to flavor and aroma and are born from the best tobaccos aged under the expertise of one of the greatest names in cigar making. Truly the perfect notes for a genuine cigar smoking experience. Aging Room Quattro Series. A quartet of excellence. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade. A true Drew experience. For hundreds of years, the indigenous people of the Dominican Republic took tobacco and rolled it tightly into palm leaves. These long cylinders of tobacco called Yawa created different, unique, robust flavors and aromas. And that original Anduyo tobacco is now for the first time featured in La Aurora Dominican DNA. Full-bodied, robust, spicy, and elegant, La Aurora Dominican DNA is a return to the roots of Dominican cigar making that only La Aurora can provide. Enjoy the varied DNA of the Dominican cigar industry. Look to the lion, La Aurora Cigars. We are Dominican defined. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the Cigar Aficionado number 13 Cigar of the Year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up fire up and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at VenturaCigar.com Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too! Yes, it's mandatory. Oh, welcome 
Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, uh, broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister. Uh, with me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. You are too busy. You're... That's loud. You're yeah. too busy eating during the break. I got to tell I was hungry, okay? Didn't even give our man Evan Darnell yeah. uh, enough of a headphone when we got on the air. I was... Sorry, the rib no was distracting. All yes. Now nah, nah, we're not done with Jonas. We're gonna keep yeah, talking a little no, bit. No. Because, but I just got to do a food campaign before. No, we, it, it, it's right. It's, I, 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 moved, I moved it already on there, so it's you can kind of see it already. Oh, you already moved it. Yeah. Oh, so I don't. Okay. If so you, are the you food beat the me feed? up. I'm, I'm gonna do a food pan cam. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. I like it. That's from our friends at Okeechobee Steakhouse's pop up barbecue. Uh, how am I doing? I'm doing. You're, you're doing a wonderful job, right? You're doing a great job. Oh, Vivacious. I, I want to look at this. <laughs> this way. There you it's go. A new, new toy. Look at that. That wow. is phenomenal. That's a heavy duty. That's a heavy duty spatula, there, man. That ain't, yeah. that ain't no joke. It's it's meant to be picking up 48 ounce steaks and above. Holy cow! Is the wait now? Is the end there also converted as a bottle opener? Or is that, am I just misseeing that? That is a bottle opener. Oh, see? Nice. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm talking about. The aroma in this Multi-use. room. Multi-use. The aroma in this room has just gotten, like, retarded. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amazing. I'm, uh, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I saw you chomping a rib during a break. I'm like, dude. It was wonderful. I'm like, don't ruin his presentation before we go in the room. I picked the one that was on the side so it wouldn't <laughs> ruin Some it. Some people just don't. If it was out there for another 12 minutes, it would have been, like, Christmas Day gifts. I, I meant to give you a gift, but mm-hmm. I ate it all. But uh, it worked out okay. I know. Well, I, it's not like I didn't see the other people in the building, like, circling around <laughs> like vultures during the previous yeah. segment. Buzzards and cigars. Yeah, very much. So, so. have you had any of Jonas's cigars? Uh, I look forward to having some. Yeah, we're going to have some right after the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Jonas, we were talking about the IPCPR before the break. We never really got a full answer from you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm we're, trying. Well, we're working on it. We, we go on tangents here. Paul's, yeah. Paul's not here to keep me in check and off top, keep me from going Apparently off topic. Not, yes. No. So, um, what what were you most surprised about the show as far as you didn't expect it or was it you know, difficult for you? Okay. Remember what I told you. You need to learn that if somebody tell you, nobody hear from your, nobody ask you, Nobody asked me for, for your brand. Right. Who I should I care him? Right. So I say, all right, so I really need to reach out as many consumers as I can. Absolutely. Through social media. So then they can go and ask for my cigars at the local retailer. Pretty simple. But it takes time. It took me a couple months. It's a lot months. of work, and a lot of, a lot of manufacturers so don't get that. I did things like this. Somebody reached me out to Instagram. I call Abe, hey, somebody wants to buy a box. Can you sell it for me? So how do you feel if I give you a free sale? All right. Know what I mean? So you do it. So I, I don't mean, do it. All right. I'm going to tell you why, because that's a tactic, too. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, I mean, I, I got, you know, you got a lot of reps that goes, oh, I've had five customers. I said, really? Because my customers usually talk to me. Why are they talking to you? You know, mm-hmm. my customers, yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years, so our customers yeah, know, look, curious. if you want something, we'll get it for you. I'm in the selling business. I'm not in the. I'm in the making people happy business. Can I I'm not in the making people not happy business. So if you want something, we'll get it. So I was. I, I'm always suspect because there are there are reps who go, "Oh, we've received five emails of people who are asking for your product in your stores." I'm like, "Well, no one's asked any one of my employees." So, it, you know, I, I get it. It's good, but I don't always buy it because there are guys who aren't 
you know, listen, you can call that smart. I wouldn't definitely say it's dishonest. It's a good tactic, but I don't always. It worked for me. (laughs) But let me tell you, let me tell you, it was actually true. Like people reaching reaching out to me. But I have a question for you. I have a couple of customers that really, really call me because they don't find the cigars in your store. I had a call yesterday from a friend because he was talking with the manager. And he said, man, I don't want to drive to Fort Lauderdale to get your cigars. Well, there's a store in Delray that has it. He doesn't have to go to Fort Lauderdale. He has been there, but right. he's your neighbor. Uh-huh. <laughs> he lives in the, in the buildings next to you. Listen, <laughs> I have a chat I'll show you. My managers communicate all the time. So when customers say that, I, I don't always believe them either. And then you, here's the thing, too. I'm, you, as long as you're going to bring up my business, I'm going to talk straight with you, right? I want to mm-hmm. learn right now. Got Remember. New, got news for you, dude. Customers lie. That's true. Customers lie. A lot. Because I've seen customers who won't buy that guy's cigar if it was free. But when they're in front of him or they talk, oh, I love your cigars, your cigar. He's laughing over there because he's heard it a million times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So customers oh, lie. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's why I don't. I, listen, there's only one communication in the world I could rely on, and it's a communication between me and my customers. I'm all over social media. People know how to reach me. My staff is well-trained. We have a company chat. We, we, we bring in new product all the time. If you ask me about... Now, if one guy asks me for one brand one time... No, one I don't, Well, he, no, here's my rule of thumb. If I'm already dealing with that company, so say I'm buying cigars from Rocky, uh-huh. and you ask me for something, you oh, I want to buy a box of this, but I don't carry that line, I get a shipment from Rocky every week. Mm-hmm. I get that box for that customer. I don't make room on my shelf for it or whatever, but I get him what he wants. But if a guy comes in and asks me for something from a company I never heard of or we don't deal with, I can't do that one time for one customer because if I was going to do that, I would need a store 10 times bigger because I'd be bringing in, bring, bring in brands for every one customer who or two customers who want it. So there's a balance we got to play yeah. as a retailer. And if you're not good as a retailer in, in moving out the dead brands, then you kill yourself with inventory. That is true. Because let's face it, nowadays, 18 months is a good shelf life for a brand. If your brand is still thriving after 18 months and you've done something right because it's not that easy anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. What I mean by that is they don't die completely. Some die. Some fall off the cliff after 18 months, yeah. right? But any new brand, most new brands, will have a shoot-up, right? Because everybody wants to try the new brand. Mm-hmm. Then they move on. So then you see the brand go downward. Mm-hmm. And then about the 18-month level... You kind of reach that point where if you're doing good and you're making good product and you're out there marketing, you're going to hit that consistent level. But it's not going to be where it was because people move on. Now, you'll retain some of it. But 18 months is about the arc now in, in, in developing a brand. It's, okay. it's insane. So, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing as far as my experience on my end as a retailer. I'm learning right now. You know, I mean, that, <laughs> that's what I find. So, it's hard. So, with the IPCPR, as I was reaching out to many consumers... So the consumers were asking to the retailers. So 85% of all the orders that I had during the show was people telling me, I see you all over Instagram. I just came to meet you to see what's up because I have consumers asking me for your product. What's your Instagram handle? Blackbird Cigar. Blackbird Cigar. Okay. Just checking. Sometimes people got weird, you know, black underscore bird, you know, whatever. Yeah. So Blackbird Cigar. Okay. So I really, like, it really got high, higher of my expectations. Because I, I did a lot of movement. Like my IPCPR was always busy the first two days. And the most of the time when you're first, first time with IPCPR, the first day you never get traffic. You get traffic after the half of the second day. Well, yeah. The smaller and medium companies do because everybody's getting their going to where they've got to go the first yeah, couple exactly. days. 
that's been my tactic. I, oh, yeah. I, I get my big business done early, and then I can stroll and take my time and see if I could find new companies or new items or new people I want to and talk to. keep so, ditching yeah. people that you're trying to ditch. So, yeah, it's really opposite because then those companies really become slow in the last day or two because mm-hmm. everybody's kind of already been through them and panned them out. Exactly. So I, I really got surprised because actually Instagram really helped me with everything. Well, good. That's the use of social media. So as a new retailer, now, did you already secure your booth for next year? No. You did not? No. Oh, this is interesting. Ooh. What I want. We, got, we want to do it now. Well, how come you didn't do it? Because normally you got to book your booth at the end of a show. The thing is, actually, we, before we, the end we of were the show. not very, really sure with the PCA new way of doing the stuff, letting all the consumers come in. I just want to think about it and do it right. Uh-huh. We want We don't want to wait until the end but, of the but, year. But, but the fact that you didn't do it at the end of the show means that you're probably going to have a harder time getting a better spot because you missed your turn in, in picking out your booth for next year. Yeah, it depends. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to have more points that Drew stay. Right. Than, not gonna, I'm right, not going right, to be right, at the front right. anyway. It's not going to make that big difference, right? That's why. But 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 so so what was your concern? I'm curious now because being a first time guy in a trade show, you're really not used to how it's been done for the last 20, 30, well, actually 80 some years now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, you know, you know, like in the seventies or maybe even the eighties. Oh yeah. Maybe even early nineties, you know, the trade show was literally like a floor in a hotel room. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Like Ashton had room 801, Fuente had r- rooms 802, 803. And like retailers really just like go from room to room on a smoking floor of a hotel room. That That's was like, like South Montana used to tell me those stories. I mean, oh, it was yeah. crazy. So, um, what was your, some of your concerns? Were you concerned about the cigar con, the public people coming in the first day? We just, I just want to discuss it with my brother. Yeah, we already got took the decision that we we're gonna make it again. But well, I'm trying to work how you got that. I want to know what you worried about and then how you what you, how you resolved it. Because Maybe you can I, explain I, me a little bit more because they letting they letting in a lot of consumers to get the free cigars. Like what, like big smoke. More or less? Well, more or less? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like a, or, whole, it's a whole other show now. Um, how much time do we have? Yeah, we had a whole show that week when they released it. I mean, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make another mega cigar event. Mm-hmm. So from what I understand and whether it changes or not, I don't know, but every they're selling a very premium price ticket mm-hmm. to walk the trade show floor for four or five hours. And you get either 20 or 30 cigars depending on the price level you want, and the consumers have to pick it. So, do you think it's positive? Oh, I don't. I think it's going to be an epic fail. I think. I think they have no idea the headache. The headache that they're in trouble for the logistical Mm -hmm. issues they haven't thought of. Let me explain to you this. I'm a consumer. Mm -hmm. You know how many cigar vendors there are at the trade show? Sorry, I was just trying to get you to put your hand. Oh, down. sorry, you're, you're, my big you're, hand. You're, you're, sorry. Your hand was in your face. Am I blocking my good side? Yes, I'm you're sorry. blocking your good side. Sorry. Um, there's say, say 150. There's more than that, but say 150. Right, I do a big cigar event every year. Fourteen years, we have we started with thirty, thirty, and now maybe we're at forty-five or forty-six vendors. Right, there's minimum one hundred fifty, if not two fifty or three hundred. Right, mm-hmm. I get to get to pick twenty cigars out of there. You don't think that the same fifteen or sixteen companies are going to get picked by almost everybody? Of course. Right. So what are all these other guys are going to do? They're asked to bring three, four, five thousand cigars. And I can't wait to see how George Padron feels when he's giving out 6,000 cigars and the guy next to him didn't give out one cigar to anybody. So, you know, it, 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 I just don't know. Listen, it's a long way away. 
Yeah. There's a lot of things they should fix. I think they shouldn't have put it out there, their initial thoughts, because I think what now that they've shared, they realize a lot of it's not going to work. And if they're smart, they may go back to their drawing board and rehash some of their thought process on how to make it work. Mm-hmm. But it, it's going to be problematic. And this, when you do something like this, the first one, and, and here's he one of the biggest and, and best <laughs> event guys I've ever got to know, because I consider myself a good event guy, right? The first one's important. You botched that first one, nobody's coming next year. I mean, it's hard to overcome a botched first event. So I don't think it's good for the trade show itself, organization. I think it's a misguided effort to positively do something. They'll figure that out on their own, I think. Um, but the the way they have it laid out, it's, it's problematic. And you, you, it's a burden for you now because now you've lost a day of business, right? You've lost a day of business. You're you're funding this expense because you've paid for the hall for that day, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with this show that I don't know. If they wanted to do this, they should have just done another big smoke, great smoke, another one. whatever they wanted to call it on another day. Yeah. They wanted to do it in Vegas. They could have done it in Vegas another time of the year. They wanted to do it in Maine and have a lobster bake. They could have done and just done it that way. That sounds like a much think, better idea. And I dude, a PCA when lobster bake. When how, I, do, how is that not a listen, great idea? When I've said they could have came up with a hundred better ideas, mm-hmm. I wasn't even exaggerating. There's probably a hundred better ideas they could have done. I mean, even, this was the simplest and required the least amount of money and effort in your part on their part. And that's the problem. As a guy who does events, what happens when you go the simplest route that requires the least amount of effort and money? It doesn't get the wow. It doesn't work. doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's the you problem. You know, they could have even changed it every year. Like, oh, we're going to have a main lobster bake one year. Next year, guess what? We're going to go to New Orleans, crawfish boil. I'm just telling you, they could have done anything. They could have had a weed day up in California. No. I thought I thought that it really affects your side as a retailer and my side as a manufacturer. It doesn't affect me at all. That's a misnomer. Let, let me. Because first off, even if I was going next mm-hmm. year, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell tickets to take people to go tour them. And whatever. If a guy came to me and said, save your money, don't waste $3,000, here's a $150 ticket for the Great Smoke and I'll see you in February. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really affect me because I wouldn't go there. I'm not involved in it. This whole burden, the whole process is on you guys, the manufacturer. Can I ask, uh, can I ask a question? So maybe you can free. teach me something. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> this is the thing because I want to learn from you, actually. I'm getting so hungry. We got to get to it. The thing, I know. What I'm thinking it's is if the consumers yeah. are getting a lot of free cigars, they're not. They're getting 20. They're getting 20. Just, okay. 20 or 30, which just so you know, by event standards across the country, that's a low end. Okay. You know, they walk out of my my event with a minimum of 45, you know, minimum. I mean, there's probably other ways to get other things and whatever, but, you know, it's not like, the, and, and, and 20 is low, 30 is a respectable number. It's not great. So there's no wow side on the cigars. Mm-hmm. I believe they think that the awesomeness of seeing this. Did you go? Because you were talking about going. You got canceled my, or something. My, my flight was turned around right. in the middle. See, he's yeah. one of these guys because he would probably go. Mm-hmm. But then he'd realize because they, they believe the awesomeness of being on the show floor. Oh, it's a, man, that lasts about 15 minutes. And you know what it is? It's just a lot of walking, yeah. right? You see a couple cool booze and the rest is just, okay, a table with skirted stuff and a backdrop. And now I'm walking five miles, you know? So. I don't know, but yeah, there, it, it, there, there are estimations. I believe we had Dave Garofalo on our show talking about it because yeah, I didn't go, and so, mm-hmm. so he gave me most of the information I've heard from him going to the meeting. Is that their expectations was four thousand, six thousand, eight thousand? Yep. 
Year one, 4,000. Year two, 6,000. Now, me personally, I'm, I'm going on the record on this. I think if they hit 1,500, anything over 1,500 is a home run. They hit 2,000. I think they, they did it great. I don't think as many consumers are going to flock to this high-priced event as they think. I think 2,000 or 1,500 2,000 is a solid number, but they have double that as the expectation. So, but that means they, somebody, some company is going to be giving out four, six, eight thousand cigars. Eight thousand. Now, let me ask you something. You're a small guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean this in no disrespect, so don't get upset, but you're never going to give out eight thousand cigars. Because well, that, do you have eight thousand cigars to give? I can have it, but I will never do it. Well, but here's the thing: you would never have to because, say they get four thousand, say they get eight thousand people. Mm-hmm. That means every one of those eight thousand would have had to have picked Blackbird mm-hmm. as one of their twenty or thirty brands, mm-hmm. right? Now I could tell you probably five companies that every single person will pick: Padron, you know. Maybe David. Maybe depends, David. depends what they're giving David. Yeah. You know, they're giving a Camacho. No, probably no. not. But Drew Estate. Probably most people pick a Drew Estate if it's not an, if it's not an acid, acid right? Yeah. So I could probably name three. Even now that I'm thinking about it, three to five, that all eight thousand people will pick. But let's just say for hypothetically that you were the hottest brand out there, mm-hmm. right? And when you supported this day for the trade show, you had to give out eight thousand cigars. Now you're in the very next booth. Right? You bought 8,000 cigars because they told you to bring out 8,000 cigars, but you didn't give out one. How do, how do you feel? You just give out 8,000 cigars at a bare minimum, hard cost with taxes and everything. That costed you over $20,000. A lot of money. Right? Yeah. It didn't cost him a dime. No. <laughs> That's true. It didn't cost him a penny. He already paid for his booth space. All he had to do was stand there and watch the crowd and talk to people. How does, it, how does that make you feel? A little weird. Something's say. wrong, right? Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah, but there's a there's a trade-off. Like, it could feel... It's great for you. Well, no, I, 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 you, I would want 8,000 people smoking my cigar. I, do you really think Padron cares about 8,000 people getting a free cigar from them? That's like... The first 15 years I was a retailer, I didn't get a free cigar. Yeah, Abe who? You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. You mean those guys don't need... He needs to, he needs to give 8,000 cigars more than anybody. Right. It's more important in him than a Drew Estate or a Padron or whatever because a lot of people don't know his brand and need to be exposed to it. That's one of the things when we do the Great Smoke every year that some guy like him gets a great benefit because all of a sudden I just put his hand on 1,500 people's cigar, you know, their cigar, his cigar, in 1,500 people's hands. And a small percentage of them, whether it's 10 or 20 or 30 of those 1,500, wow. I really like that cigar. He just generates 20, 30, 40, 50 new customers. So it's more important from him than it is for the big guys that right. give it away. But it, it's got logistical issues. It's got economical issues. It's got balance issues. So it'll be interesting to see how it worked out. But now you've, so you were just, you were nervous because you didn't understand what was going on. So no. then you went back, you talked with your brother, and now you guys decided you're, you're going to be part of the show. We're going to be part of the show, but. Um, can we just skip that day? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't. You can't. They say. And that's been a lot of the problem's concerns. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the, let me some tell of you. Men, listen, Rocky is all for this. Rocky Cigars is, is, is a big proponent of this day. From what I understand, he's, 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 he's one of the guys who's pushing it, but there's a lot of... You things. know, if we had a real producer, we'd have him on to talk about it. Oh, you know what? Why doesn't he? That mm-hmm. should, he should have been scheduled the week right after we had Dave Garofalo. Mm-hmm. Or even better. 
should have had it done the day of. Well, yeah. I mean, that would have been a lot. Yeah, that would have been a lot, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things. But you'll be there. I, I'm, I think I'm going to go next year just to watch. Just to see what's up. I think I'm going to bring a big tub of popcorn, butter it up, find myself a park somewhere I can park my butt on Monday morning and just watch. Maybe <laughs> videotape, do a documentary, mm-hmm. how not to do an event. How <laughs> not to do an event. Right. <laughs> This is how you don't do things, and this is how things have been out there. It's wonderful. We'll all be happy to see that. Oh, yes. Anyway, so, Jonas, thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank uh, you so Evan's here from the Red Meat Lovers Club. Evan, Hello. thanks for sitting in. You're welcome. Um, are we going to take a break before we hit Evan, or are we going well, to introduce gonna introduce I was going to introduce tease, tease forward. Him? I was going to tease, tease forward. The, tease the meat. I, I, yes. I, I have to do another pan of the food before we go to break, because it, oh. it won't look like this after the break. So. <laughs> no. Hold on. Here we go. Food pan. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I like it. Hang on. Let me change that. Wow. Am I panning for nothing? Or oh, I... no, no. You're panning well. You're panning well. You're doing a wonderful pan of this plate. I've been eyeing that. Uh, apparently, that sausage is to die for. It's not made by me, but I picked it up, mm-hmm. and it's from a pop-up barbecue shop, uh, Okeechobee Steakhouses. So... So if you're are, in the area and you want it is, some It is quality. in the area. So even though this is a national audience, mm-hmm. uh, oh, we're gonna chow it's down. worth a trip. It's worth Absolutely. A trip. Now, so you got a big event coming up. I have a big event coming up. Now, your events always are... I, I've, been to, I've been to gas stations. Yes. Uh, oh, God. $100 million. Every time I'm near Pompano, I have to go there. $100 million car museums. Yes. Uh, airport hangers. Yes. Ferrari showroom floors. Yes. Uh, a clubhouse with a very nice development. Yes. Uh, where else? Uh, uh, um, a cigar shop, mm-hmm. cigar lounge, cigar bar. Um, where else have we had some pretty cool wild events? Did I skip anything? MMA. Oh, I did XFN. miss that one. I yeah. missed yep. that one. The MMA. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. So but this, you, yeah, you this one. Pretty like. I got some monsters coming. Your, up. your your venue choices are almost as thought about as the menu. Correct. Right. First venue, then charity, then menu. Is that the order of the thought process? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, where is the venue for the upcoming Meat Lovers? It's going to be event? on August 29th at Strikes Bowling Alley. It's going to be a bowling alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be called. We actually have our own website. It's called uh, StrikesAndStakes.com. Wait, wait. You have a website. We have a website for, for this event, just for this singular yeah. event. Is yeah. it, is it a new process you're going to do, or just this event? Well, it's just easier to say on air. Like, I can't say Eventbrite with like ninety little things after that. But if you go to our website, uh, I'll give you GoFundMeat m e a t dot com. GoFundMeat. dot com. RedMeatLoversClub.com. You, it will click you over. You go under uh, future events, future meetings. And uh, we're doing just bowling, uh, steaks. What kind of steaks are you doing? Uh, well, we're doing t- well. We have two types of meat. We're gonna be slicing filet mignon mountains, and then we're also gonna be the word filet mignon and mountains uh, yeah. are not supposed to go. And together. then I have uh, my I friends' restaurants making enough. incredible ribs. Ribs? So we're doing ribs. You know, I make a mean rack of ribs. I know you do. How do you know? We had this well, conversation. I because I, I I watch everything you do. I, and, no, I was taught. Rich. I was taught by Mississippi people when we had where we had our family grocery store. Up, we were a lot of people from Mississippi who grew up, so they used to make the best ribs. And nice. growing up, they kind see. Of I'm Jewish, things. so we just buy it from people from Mississippi. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so we're doing this event August 29th. It's the benefit uh, George Snow Scholarship Foundation. And uh, our friend Fran Fran Durst, 
is dancing in their Boca Ballroom Battle. And we're going to be raising wow. some money. They give out $1.5 million a year to local uh, South Florida people, South Florida kids going into wow. college, $1.5 million now, a year. Now, you have members, you have a Facebook group, right? We do, Red, Red Meat Lovers Club. And you have members from all over the country, whether they come to your meetings or not. Yeah, it's all over. But now we also opened up in New York City. Oh, so our a next new chapter? Year, New chapter. But we'll talk about we're, that. We're going to, we're going to when talk we come about back, that yes. we're going while, to, while we eat while we eat. We're going to have to decimate this uh, barbecue platter uh, right now. Keep Enjoy it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash, and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice, and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar, check out the Old World Reserve Corojo. You will not be disappointed. Again, what a delicious cigar. A Toscano cigar is the perfect combination of American and Italian craftsmanship. Made with American and Italian dark-fired cured tobacco, Toscano cigars are produced by hand by the cigar rollers of Luca, Italy. Smoking a Toscano helps you escape from the real world for those few perfect minutes, like when you're sitting at home on a terrace after a long day's work pondering life and how beautiful things are. A Toscano cigar can take you back through over 200 years of history and elegance. There's only one Toscano. Available worldwide, Toscano is now available at your local premium cigar retailer. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Christoph. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Christoph.com and click on the Discover Your Christoph tab to find the Christoph cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Kristoff. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with taste of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it's lying to you as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there's no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias or that it's intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua. With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinosa has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. Experience cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601 and Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year 
With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sun Grown or Maduro. Great and fun times are always made better with great food. Come experience the new menu by Rum Shack at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino in West Palm Beach, featuring exciting new and delicious offerings. Experience their one-pound New York Strip Steak Special for just under $15 daily until 10 p.m. Enjoy a fine lunch without breaking your wallet every Tuesday and Saturday from their $7 lunch menu. No matter the time or day, the kitchen is open till close at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Uh, I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. I got a napkin. Can you throw me a napkin over there? Got Sorry, I just got... I'm going to let you handle this segment while I eat. I... I uh, don't appreciate that because I really would like to uh, get a little You've pulled pork. You've already eaten, bro. I had two. I had I a, a rib and a piece of sausage. Before. I didn't even get any barbecue sauce yet. We're fighting like kids. That's okay. There's plenty of barbecue to be had by y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How was the barbecue sauce? I didn't get any yet. I did. How was it's it? terrible etiquette for me to eat while I'm on the air, right? Um, I don't Awful. think so. Hold on. Let me just... We'll, It'd be we'll, weird if you just passed out and go into a food coma. Food coma? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's that in the background? That's Abe snoring after a barbecue. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. These are very tender for not off the yeah. grill hot. They're, they're, it's an excellent product. They're really good at what they do. Now, did they cook this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're doing it once a, once a week on Saturdays. Is it like a pop-up shop? Yeah, it is. It's right in their parking lot of their butcher shop. It's, it's excellent. Where is your butcher shop in relation to their restaurant? Because I know a, where the restaurant it, is. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, it's across the street, but on towards their back. So it's off of uh, Okeechobee. It's down the side road. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yep. But you can Google it. Okeechobee Meat Market. I'm chewing. I'm chewing it. So, so tell us about the yeah, New, we got New, York, New York branch, yeah. right? Why don't I talk alone for about eight minutes spiel while you're going to feed? You're expanding. I'm expanding. My neck is expanding and our club is expanding. Uh, so... We have some really great things coming up. Like I said, August 29th, uh, Strikes and Stakes and Stogies. We're bringing out uh, my friend's Airstream, Stephen Castillo. His Airstream is I coming saw it. out. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing out his Airstream to Strikes um, on Military. It's the Thursday wow. before Labor Day. And what's really cool about the event, not only are we doing an, an epic you know, bowling tournament, with an amazing um, charity partner in George Snow, but we're going to have a great auction. Uh, you're going to be able to bowl more than a 300. <laughs> what? How, yeah. does that, how does that work? Only at the Red Meat Lovers Club can you do this for uh, a $100 donation to George Snow Scholarship Foundation. You can buy a strike. <laughs> you can so buy a you strike. You can buy a strike. For a dollar. For a hundred dollars. For a hundred dollars. This like is the Red Meat Lovers Club. Got it. And every penny <laughs> will be donated to George Snow. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you get a one in three hundred chance of winning five, three, or two thousand dollars when you buy this strike. 
part of their big uh, raffle that they're doing, and we're gonna have tons of prizes. You're gonna you're gonna have a, we're gonna have a great event, and uh, we're gonna auction off some really cool stuff. Our friends from XL Auto are donating a Ferrari for a long weekend. Wow! Um, and uh, her, you, like, you like to give away those fancy schmancy cars? Well, you know what? It's look, I I did. This is interesting about South Florida. When I was in North Jersey and Manhattan, I was not a fancy schmancy car guy. But when you move down here, and they're all over the place, they're and all you over really the place. respect. It's, it's delusional. I always tell people are visiting. When you stopped at a red light, just look at the cars around you and yeah. tell me how abnormal it is. It is so abnormal. In what part of the country North- do you see eight Mercedes, two BMWs, Jaguars? And this is what's at Ferrari. A, yeah, that's Ferrari, at the local Starbucks. Often, but it's not uncommon. Let's no. put it that way. It's very nothing. Rare. Nothing is shocking down here. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, North Jersey, I guess you got to deal with snow and potholes the size of, you know, craters. So here there's nothing really like that. So fancy cars, uh, you can win that. We're going to do a live auction. And then on, uh, September 26th, transitioning to our Mm -hmm. next event, um, our friend, um, with cystic fibrosis, uh, we're going to be doing an event at New York Yankee Steakhouse, which is a beautiful steakhouse at the Coconut Creek Casino. And what we're doing is we're having just an incredible night. There's going to be live music, first time ever, because the casino is really into this event, and they are making it incredible. At New York Yankee Steaks, so we're going to have live music. That's for cystic fibrosis. And then you're, we're going to have a blackjack tournament. Uh, <laughs> a blackjack tournament, a five thousand dollar prize blackjack tournament that you're going to be able to uh, get into. And I'm not sure how I'm going to pick. We only have 48 spots. We'll probably have 148 people there. I'll be creative. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's the what's the standard attendance now? Because it's growing every time. It's growing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. The last event, well, the Bo Jackson event, we had about 200 people there. Uh, that was for Make a Wish, and that was that so was on cool. the local news. I saw. Yeah, that was yeah. on the local news. We actually gave a wish to uh, a really cool kid named Cole, and he comes up to me and he and he's just like he was just so excited. His family was so excited. They were sending me pictures with, to go to Hawaii. Oh wow! Yeah, uh. and just so like seeing these pictures and then the uh, them crediting our club as the reason why he's in. Hawaii just really makes uh, what we do just, it's worth the work. That's so, awesome. Oh, and then we also have, so we opened up a New York City chapter. We uh, rented out the top floor of Peter Luger's. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. And then this was uh, middle of July, also also for Make-A-Wish. And this was so cool. I, you know, I do, I do live auction. No, why not? No. I do, He's pointing food like, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, can I get a get rib? in there. Come on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep I'm my trying mo- to direct. I'm trying to keep my mouth away yeah. from the mic. I'm so trying to produce the rib. So I can't pick up my right. chewing. You got to get in here and get some, yeah. Colin. So, uh, I promise to say this was so Colin. cool. So we rented out Luger's, and then we also rented out uh, Davidoff Brooklyn, mm-hmm. their wow. new store. Uh, and our friend Will over there Ooh. took great care of us. And what we did was we started off with um, some Hudson Bourbon by owned by William Grant. Thank you very much for the drinks. We had cigars. We had uh, then we went to David. Uh, we went to Peter Luger's, 
had a ridiculous meal on the first auction that I did. This has never happened. We've had 40 events already in the last two years. Um, the bidding went like this. It was for a burger tour. It went $500. It was for a what? Burger, A walking burger tour with Nick Solaris, who is my secretary of stake in New York. Walking burger tour, of the tour East means Village. what? Like, like going you go to, to a burger joint, the burger joint, the burger exactly. joint, and they have hamburgers? It's like a bar crawl, but well, with burgers? Exactly. He's a professional <laughs> carnivore. So oh. it, the bidding went $500. I started off, mm-hmm. went 650 and then the guy on my left, Yells out ten thousand, and again every penny is going to make a wish, and either I was like no seriously he and he was serious. We ended up doing um, just create uh, generating a lot of money for Make a Wish, highlighted by that auction, and that's how it went. Uh, great night. So we're going back to New York on October tenth. And you can find out this information on our website. I was going to say, they can read about this. What, what's your background that, that you, you yeah. these absurdly insane, well, all charitable besides, events? Besides I starting this club in college back in 1990. A visionary. Yeah. 1994, I started the Red Meat Lovers Club. Uh, graduated in 98. Learned a lot about food in New Orleans. And, <sighs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. And... Why do we have to keep bringing that I up? I managed restaurants from 98 to 2016 in New York. And I owned a uh, restaurant in Brooklyn. And I quickly learned that owning rest I wanted to own a restaurant my whole life until I owned a restaurant. Yeah, well, kind of like so, buying a boat sometimes. Yeah. So uh, I ended, we ended up moving here two years ago. And immediately, I found out that uh, where I live, they have the ability of starting clubs. And I said, I have a club. Let's start this. And September 2017, we went to Chima Restaurant in Fort Lauderdale with 14 guys. And right now, our events have been averaging about 150 people to 175. Without our sponsors, we're nothing. So we we started taking on sponsors. Uh, We have incredible sponsors. Um, like Fran's husband, Doctor Nathan Naturalis. There you go. Uh, from Boca Nose and Sinus. And, uh, I got a lot of nose and sinus problems. I'm doing yeah. it today. I need to call that guy. Yeah, he's actually the best. Of Is the he best. a cigar smoker? Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt nose it. Guys, you know, dang. especially for a nose. It'd be guy. a weird know. look to see like a lot of you know doctors. Like, no, oh, doctors. a lot of doctors are. A lot oh, of doctors yeah, are. Yeah. A lot of nurses too. Yeah. So I, I did not know. So we. So we're going to New York. October 10th, we got some amazing, uh, my biggest event coming up for Super Bowl. You don't know about this, Abe. No. Um, you already, have a, super, wait, you already have a Super Bowl event That's right around Great Smoke time, too. Yeah, yeah, it's two weeks before, two weeks before. Uh, Jan- Which also is in Miami this year, so are you doing that a Super Bowl-themed event? I am doing the Super Bowl-themed event. I'm sorry, what now? I am, it is, uh, I'm renting out. Uh, the entire Quality Meats restaurant, and we're doing the official Make-A-Wish Foundation Super Bowl party the Thursday before Super Bowl. Really? And this event is going to be two years in the making. Like, I've wanted to do something like this my whole life. Oh, more than two years, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to uh, be really big. we got and, some good stuff coming up. And then two weeks later, you're doing the second... Yeah. For your second time now, you guys will be catering and hosting the... Yep. 
yep. pre-event dinner for the Great Smoke. Well, which last year was an epic event. And let me tell you something. I, I can't talk about it on the air yet. Right. But we have a manufacturer mm-hmm. and a commemorative Ooh. cigar being done mm-hmm. that is just going to be over the top for the Great Smoke. Well, I'm not going to say who. I know it. I know. You We've talked me. about it. It is. I have not. No, no. I couldn't name a manufacturer oh, that I have respected longer than him. Wait, 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 wait. The cigar that we've even talked about has metamorphosized. It's changed into a much more awesome well, It was an interesting week. Project. Just it's say really that. an interesting week all the way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And I think last year, people really didn't know about our dinner. They didn't know what they were expecting. Well, because it had never been done before. Exactly. The dinners had always been subject to uh, yep. Bruce Chris, 70 yep. people in a room. Mm-hmm. So to have it at the fairgrounds where we could do... But we will be limited because the cigars he's making are, are, are he, we've been on the phone all week in Nicaragua because he, they got to start production now. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, cause there's some special cigars being made. So just to tease ahead, but if, I, for those of you planning for February, tickets go, ticket. I know, I just hate that. I want to, you know, I like to <laughs> but, serve. But, but listen, I, we had a long talk, him and I, okay. and I think it's a respectable number because I got him to about almost double what we had last year. Perfect. So it's good. If it's, if, Tickets if go on sale November first for those of you teasing forward. If people understand right. that dinner, they have to go it's to that my, dinner. Well, I think because, last year put it on the map. People yeah. saw pictures. It was yeah. crazy. And you know, you know, that was always my concern because when you change something up, mm-hmm. you know, when you change something up for the first time, you, you're always scared. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't go well, man. It's going to ruin it, you know. But everybody raved about it, and yet one person who didn't rave about it, it. It was so much fun. And you know, we have a new thing now. We're theming every year of the Great Smoke. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So this year is costume. Our, no well, costume. you can. Yeah, they're gonna be dressed up, but this year mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be seventies disco. Oh, okay. I got the roller derby girls coming. Yes, mm-hmm. I have, have to up my polyester. Oh, cast. yes. It's gonna. Yeah. We got we got a rock and disco band already booked. It, it's gonna be fun this year. We got a lot of. For people that attend, for those yes. of us who have to work it, it will not you're be You're going to make me do a fondue appetizer or something. It's going to be stupid this year. <laughs> this year. You know, every, every, when you do something like this for 10, 20, 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. There's always those marquee years where something happens where it just goes up a notch, right? right? I mean, you always have the slight improvements, the tweaks, the change. Then you have those breakthrough events, yep. right? Where something's yep. just theming this event because mm-hmm. I don't think there's any cigar event in the country is just not themed about let's get together and smoke cigars right right theming this event now we already got like four or five or eight six we, we brainstormed we went nuts when we came up with this mm-hmm. uh, theming this event is going to take it to the next level 100% guarantee uh, I know I know my wife is already thinking about her you know Jackie Brown, you know, you know, look and how she's. Gonna, I'm so she's excited. already thinking about it. She's so she's more pumped up about this great smoke than ever anyone I've ever had. That's great. Yeah, can we good. carry that over to our dinner? The the yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Well, get, get two uses out of the out of the outfit. You know? sure. Now, anybody who wants to participate at a social level, enjoy mm-hmm. the lifestyle, they could just join the the Facebook group and still interact with all the other yeah. members of the Red Meat Lovers we, Club. We, yeah. Right, we're, we're moving towards not a, not a mandatory membership, but I definitely want to create something um, sort of like what you did with like the Cigar of the Month. Uh, it's I want to create something really cool that someone can get in their mailbox once a month to really... It's a lot of work. I, it's a lot of work, Look, man. I get a lot, I'll tell you, I have I have finally realized that like 
my my limit right now is seven events going on at one time. Yeah. It used to be one event onto the next, but now I, I, that I can't, I, 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 it's very anxiety for me to work with him. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Though it's bad for me. Yeah, yeah. It's too hard. He's so all over the map and 80 things going on at once. It's like, I can't work like this, man. I'll tell you, we gotta, the, the crazy. I'm an A to B to C to D to, you know, I mean, I can multitask, don't get me wrong. Right. But I will, I will linear one project and linear another and, and do it. Man, it's it's like I get nauseated sometimes when we were brainstorming last year and mm. going back and forth. He, he, I don't know how you do it. You're a masochist. It's it's because it's the only thing I do. You know, well, like, that's probably it too. And but it's, it's still a lot. Even for the only thing you do, yeah, I know what you yeah, do. It's, it's, it's still a lot. But he, th- he makes pins for his dinner. I got this black yeah. apron. I go to dinner. He makes pins. This is the thought process of the detail. He makes pins for his dinner. So when we had the Red Meat Lowers Cup dinner with Steve Saka, yep. the pin was a Nicaraguan flag. Delicious. We're, we're in the $100 car museum. The pin was checkered flags. Right. You know, I mean, he, he's even theming the pins that you get to pin on your, your apron. It's for not every just me. I mean, like, look, I have help. Uh, yeah, I know, but still, it's a lot. Yeah, well, it's a lot, but it, it you know. Uh, my Brandon helped me out a lot with that. So I saw him in front of a hamburger university. He's going to school. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to school. <laughs> what was that post? That was that's in... that's from that's McDonald's. Oh, is that McDonald's? Yeah, is that that's their the university. Corpor- yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. That's where they McDonald's send managers and operators. Really? Yeah. He wasn't really going to that. No, he was just no. outside it. He was outside it. Okay. He was trying to get his PhD. I wish I was smarter, like Porterhouse House degree. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but he. Uh, yeah, he's he's in Chicago now. Oh, good man. So we have um, great charities coming up. We're doing more with Make a Wish. We're doing with MS. Uh, we're doing um, we're doing with Selfless Love again. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. Oh, you guys up. done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Now, did your kids go back to school this week? So, because did you hear? I don't know if you heard my opening segment. I I heard it, and you're right about what is going on with parents. I'll tell man. you why. Okay. They've gotten stupid. But, you know, again, I think it could come back. You, you it could a, come you back to social and, media, though. You got a son though. and a daughter. It is social media. It's people keeping up. Like, the if parents, I don't post my kid yeah, in parent, front of a school bus getting handed a box of Kleenex, like, I'm not a good parent. Let me tell you something. It is social media. The parents are posting their pics. I saw a brother and a sister and a brother and a sister all, like, in this green and red Gucci sock, uniform shirt, bow ties. But it, it, it is the parents. I'm it, blaming the parents, 100%. but it's just become absurd. I, I can't believe the depths of how insane school is. Now, I mean, you, you didn't send your kids in matching outfits, did you? They have not gone yet. Oh, they haven't started yet. It starts uh, really. Oh, they got uniforms. They got uniforms. That that whole game. You know, they have, have to mess uniforms. With. Yeah, uh, I know where they go to school. Yeah, they yeah. got uniforms. They don't got to mess with that. So yeah, which is nice. Oh, oh you my know. god! But look, it's. People want to be involved. I don't know. Let me ask you something. Growing up, there's three of us here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a little younger than us. Yeah. Growing up, did you ever bring anything to school other than some canned goods when they did a food drive? No. What did people bring in? Are you kidding me? They ask for supplies, like rations, like every month. We need Kleenex. We need pencils. We need paper. We need toilet paper. We need copy paper. We need chalk. It's like, how does the school run? Where is all this lottery money going that's supposed to be funding your school? Uh, I've never seen it like this. It's insane. And listen, my kids went to private school, so it's even doubly worse. I had mandatory contribution donations in there. How is there a mandatory donation? 
Yeah, well, I guess if it's not a uh, donate. Well, is it a donation if it's mandatory? No, it's called a fee. <laughs> it's yeah. called a fee, right? It's called yeah. a charge. I'm being charged. Right. Dude, I'm telling you, man. School. You sort of want them to up the whatever it costs so they don't have to. Dude, that's what I say. Why yeah. are you charging me? My school, my kids went to ideal school for, I don't know, five, four, three, four, five years. But anyways, why are you charging me a registration fee every week? Just give me a tuition, man. Tell me the tuition is X dollars a year and figure all your BS. Put it in there. But they don't because they play the game. They want to say, oh, our tuition is only uh, so low. It's, it's not as bad tuition because they whack you with thousands of dollars of other crap. Afterwards, that's like when they started. What do they call it in Florida? The college fee. Oh, uh, the prepaid Florida prepaid. But there's there's something they, there's a word for it. I forget what it's called. Differential mm-hmm. tuition tuition differential. Do you know what tuition differential is? No idea. This is great. This is like somehow I, I learned about when my kids were being born. We're looking at prepaid college. They're saying that college rates are supposed to be this, mm-hmm. but Florida was only this. I don't know. So there's a tuition differential. So they say that the tuition, so when you go to school, they say the tuition is X dollars, but we have a tuition differential factor that doesn't count it when they quote tuition prices. It's just a fee. Just call it tuition, man. But it's called tuition differential. So when you look up what the tuition is at university, they don't got to list the tuition differential, but they have something called tuition differential, which means we're not charging enough, so here's an additional fee, but we don't call it tuition. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke. All right, and with and, that, and, I think yeah, this week... As long as we talk about the insanity, let's yeah. just roll right into it. I know. I feel like that was a good segue into, uh, let's see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. I'm the king of my castle. It, it's uh, funny. I was just scrolling through this copy during the thing and it's like the exact conversation I was having with my daughter this morning about appreciating and you know things in life right so I'm gonna mm-hmm. read this cigar sale brought to you by the fine folks at CLE Adam's gonna die if I don't get it out sorry fine. I was trying to direct CLE and Asylum Cigars yep this week's inductee brings new meaning to the name Spoiled Brat 22 year old Akrash of Yamangar, India recently celebrated his birthday for his birthday, he asked for a brand new Jaguar. 22 years old, man, why not? Apparently, his parents didn't deliver. Instead, they gave him a brand new $50,000 BMW 3 Series. After two months of driving the car, Akresh decided it wasn't good enough and pushes the BMW into a nearby river. Sources say he filmed himself doing so and sent it to his parents in a fit of rage over not getting the Jaguar he asked for. True story. Officials do not plan to make any arrests because no laws were really broken, but you, Akrash, are one ungrateful fool who is definitely this week's candidate into the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. It's funny, we were talking about, you know, children and spoiled children, and then we have this story, and... I was literally having this conversation. Listen, you... Do you find, look, it's hard here in Florida, man. I, I'm constantly talking to my kids, listen, somebody's always going to have more. Mm-hmm. Somebody's always going to have less. Never worry about what somebody else has. Just appreciate what you have, you know? I my, my oldest daughter had girls in her class walking around with $1,000 brand new iPhones since she was seven years old. Can you imagine your dad at seven giving you a $1,000 piece of electronics? I, I, I enjoyed it. Fresh pack of baseball cards when I was Seriously, <laughs> and that gum tasted good. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that stale crack gum. It was the stalest oh, gum yeah, ever. Man. The better the crack, the more vintage it was. Exactly. So I mean, he's laughing, right? I mean, think cracked like that a solid awesome. piece of plastic. But I mean, yeah, it, it's hard, man. It's hard. They, the kids feel that you know everything is, but they're supposed to have it. They see their friends, and 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 you know sometimes me and the missus getting little arguments about it, man because I'm just look, man. I you know you're not supposed to have everything, and it's okay if you don't have. Everything and you don't have it. That's what builds character. That's what lets you appreciate stuff one day when you are fortunate enough to maybe get yourself the position to have some stuff. So, yeah, man, I find it very, very hard, especially here in South Florida. It's like almost worse down here. I I agree. Some of the absurdity I see down here is just yeah. mind boggling, mind boggling. So, absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed this yes. episode of KMA who's, Talk who's on Radio next week. Uh, it's a best of because you were supposed to be out of town. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not out of town now. We I think Paul's still out of town. We don't need Paul. Maybe maybe we'll just we don't have a, maybe know. we'll just invite Evan and do something. Maybe you won't. Please, are you bringing food? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take menu request now. We maybe can... we'll do something. Maybe I'll concoct something special because we were, I was supposed to be in Colorado on the Rocky Mountain Cigar mm-hmm. Festival. We were so looking forward to this. Me and my operations guy and our wives were flying out there. We were going to go to this festival. I was going to be at Eric's Dojo show Thursday yep, night. You were going um, to you were going to go see uh, Mount Rushmore? Yes, and then we were going to after the festival was Saturday, on Sunday we were going to get in the car, do a ride. We were going to go to uh, Mount Rushmore, check out Deadwood. We had ATVs rented. We were standing in this we rented this little it's called glamping. It's outdoor tents in the yeah, middle no, of the preserves. The, they got beds and bathrooms. I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty wild, right? right? Another Jewish thing. Right? But yeah. listen, you guys got some things real right. You yeah, know, look, so. we, we don't mess around. It's <laughs> the luxury. <laughs> so, um, but my wife ended up having, a, she got sick Sunday. This past Sunday was hospitalized for a couple of days, and they're not sure what's wrong, but the doctor said no flying. Mm. She's got to go through some tests and everything, and she's fine. I mean, she's walking around, but we just, you know, stuff like that's scary. She passed out in the Target, so. You know, they don't know what happened, and they said absolutely no flying, especially to Colorado. Right. And uh, they don't mm-hmm. want her driving long distances, being very careful until they could just make sure it was a fluke thing or it's not something else. So, yeah, we had to cancel our trip, so stuck here. So maybe we'll do a show next week. We'll see. An opportunity. We will see what happens yes. when we come back next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you missed any part of it, make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Check out all the great content that gets posted there every single week. Uh, we will be back for sure on the thirty first. <laughs> might be here next uh, week. Might not. Well, no, the third is that the thirtieth. I don't know. That's what? the thirtieth. Then we got Alec Bradley and uh, A- uh, Alec and Bradley. Alec Bradley and Alan Rubin. I think Alan Rubin is a maybe. Alan Rubin, as far as I know, is it's definite. It was pretty much. We was, might have the whole Bradley clan. We might have the entire Bradley wow. group wow, on the be, on the thirty. That should be interesting. Thirty yeah. first. Nice. The thirty first. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> thank you, Colin. Yes, thank you, Colin. Yes, I knew it was right in that ballpark so all right till then and as always keep it lit you're listening to kma talk radio follow us on facebook and twitter we're on instagram too yes it's mandatory (laughs) cigar fairies making round yeah that's fantastic keep it lit with kma talk radio